What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Ryden are back with you all today, and as always, we've got another fantastic episode in store for everyone at home. But before we get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a fantastic guest coming from the basketball world who is one of the all-time greatest scorers in NBA history, current NBA Hall of Famer Adrian Dantley. Adrian and I got into his career in basketball and how he went from being one of the top college players at Notre Dame to becoming a 30 point per game score in the NBA, what it was like finding out that he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame and so much more. So if you want to hear about Adrian's career in basketball, go check out episode 274 and all 274 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, like I mentioned throughout social media, we're going to be doing a little change in the new year on Ride in the Pine. Here on out, it's going to be all basketball content. So that means all basketball guests. And for today, we have a great guest coming from the overseas pro basketball world, current overseas pro basketball player in Israel, Alex Leder. Alex and I get into his career in basketball and what it was like going from Division Three basketball to playing professionally, how it's been getting adjusted to playing overseas, not only on the court, but also off the court and so much more. So if you want to hear about the overseas life and about Alex's journey from D3 to the pros, don't go anywhere because here comes Alex Leader. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I'm here with current overseas pro basketball player in Israel, Alex Leader. Alex, fantastic to have you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for having me and uh, can't wait to get to it, man. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Riding the Pine, the the Sandwich Saturdays and, and all of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely, my friend. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate you hopping on. I'm glad that, hey, like I always say, having a fan on the show, it makes things a lot better. So I'm glad that I get to get to have a guest and a fan all in one join today. But I want to jump into this season and everything and just how things have been for you and the team. How's the, how's the season been? And especially with it now officially being 2023. Um, yeah, so the season's been been a, you know, it's been a roller coaster as it as it always is. Um the team started out struggling a little bit. You know, I started out not shooting the ball well at all. And uh, now, you know, just starting to starting to put some games together. We won we won four straight, which is nice. We 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 were over in um in the we were actually in the States in the beginning of the season, which was which was really nice, but kind of took us a little bit out of focus. We were there for about three weeks. And uh yeah, we started the season like one in one in three. Um, but like I said, four straight is good. And, you know, we're just trying to keep that momentum rolling. Well, I want to hear a little bit about your time in the States. I saw that, that you and a couple other teams were playing here in, in, in the United States and playing NBA teams, saw that you guys were on national TV, which I'm sure was really cool for you guys. How did that all kind of come about? And, and, and what was that like going up against NBA teams for you? We got, we got our asses handed to us. Honestly, we lost by like, like. 30, 40 points every, every game. And, uh, I mean, it was just different, like, level, I would say. I mean, athleticism, size, like, you know, it's NBA. So it's, you know, 6'7". The whole team is, like, 6'7 to, like, 6'10". And, you know, they switch everything. Like, just different different speed, different level of basketball. Um, but, you know, I mean, 
I think um, it was a great experience for us, like especially for the young guys on the team. Like some of the guys haven't even been to the states uh, before, and just being able to see the see the country, see see uh, see how these guys live in the NBA, and just see the day to day, like. Um, you know, they put us up in nice hotels. Um, just the, honestly, I'll tell you the story of like the game. Like you get to the game, there's like a spread of food, anything that you could want. Like Sandwich Saturday would have gone crazy there because they had like every kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich, every kind of turkey sandwich, every kind of like pasta, salmon, like anything that you could you could ask for, right? So nobody really eats it because it's before the game. Halftime comes, a whole new spread. Halftime ends after the game, a whole another spread, like crazy. Wow, how surreal was that for you? I mean, it was crazy, like just seeing seeing this, and and I mean, like I wouldn't leave the practice facilities and like the gym, like if I like with that, like I literally just sleep there. Like it's so comfortable, like everything is so. That, that the thing that people don't see about the NBA is like, obviously you see their paychecks and, and you see all that stuff, but you don't see like everything is free. Like the lifestyle that they live is just, I mean, like the only thing they got to focus on is just playing basketball. Like it's, it's just, it's a different, it's a different, like, I mean, that if that, if anything, that's got to be motivation for all the kids out there, like to make it to the league. Cause Wow. I mean, trust me, you're working hard for not only to like be set for life and have your family set for life, but just like good ass lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, hey, you said it right there. I mean, the lifestyle has got to be incredible and, and you got to be exposed to that, which I'm sure that kind of gave you a, a greater appreciation for the position you're in and being a professional athlete, you know, somebody that is also just like the NBA guys getting paid to do what they love, but want to get into your career, Alex, because you've got quite the interesting journey to where you got to today. Coming from the D3 world, go to the pros. That first things first right there is just so incredible to even think about and say out loud. You started your career at Salisbury University. Want to hear, I know that you're a local from the DMV area like myself, stayed somewhat local with Salisbury. What led you to wanting to go to Salisbury and start your career there? So coach, coach Sachs at Salisbury, um, he was recruiting me and like I had known a couple of the older players like Justin, Justin Whitmer, Kyle Savrakul, um, who were who were already there at the time, and um, like, like I said, Co- Coach Sachs was just really like a influential person to me. I had known him for a while because um, he was around the area, like with Maryland uh, 3D basketball and uh, Bryce Bryce Thurston, David Thurston. Um, so Bryce actually he he played there with me, but um, his dad was the the coach of uh, that organization, and. Um, yeah, just just had some uh, close close ties with the the university and um, the the basketball program. And for me, like once I didn't get a Division One scholarship, like I actually committed, I think to Salisbury before my senior year. I got hurt my senior year; I wasn't playing. So when when I knew I was not going to get a Division One scholarship, I it was an easy decision for me to go there and and, and play there. And I mean, I had a great time playing there. We were like. My freshman year, I think we were at some points like top five in the country. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. I saw it was very great opportunity. 
Well, I know that you made quite the transition from high school to college. And and for people that don't know, you were a very good basketball player in the Montgomery County area, played at Bullis, played for a great coach and Coach Kelly. Then you go to Salisbury and you continue to go on and do really big things there. If I'm not mistaken, led your team in assists one year, if it wasn't your freshman year, maybe your sophomore year. What was that transition like for you going from high school to college and, you know, just kind of getting adjusted to the pace of play and the different style of play? Yeah, so the adjustment period was crazy for me because I didn't really have I went from, like, I think I would have been better prepared going from my junior year in, in high school to, like, my freshman year rather than my senior year because I was injured the whole year. So I didn't do anything my senior year. I was, like, I had a boot on my foot the whole the whole year. I was injured. Um, so I came to Salisbury and, like, I was expecting to get minutes and play, but the the start the guy who they recruited who was transferred from Wofford, uh, who was like supposed to be the starting point guard, he like dropped out or yeah, dropped out, I guess, or no, quit the team. I'm not really sure what happened with him. But yeah, he didn't play. So I had like a bigger role than I was expecting my freshman year, which was great. Like I really I appreciated the role. But, you know, I definitely, like, wasn't – I wasn't good my freshman year, you know. Like, it was a big adjustment period for me. Like, I did the best I could, but um, overall, like, you know, it was a it was a rocky season for me my freshman year. But the team was good that I was on. Like, we were very competitive. We think, like, every – like, every game we, we, we were basically – like that we lost was like one, one, two points. Like at the buzzer got decided. Well, I mean, having a first year like that, I mean, again, you're kind of getting, you know, thrusted into the middle of things, you know, really getting thrown into the fire as one would say, how much do you think that's helped you though in the long run of your career? I mean, you know, getting that much time on a nationally ranked division three team as a freshman. I mean, I'm sure that's probably helped you separate yourself throughout the rest of your career. Right. Definitely. I mean, like I said, like it was a, it was me and, and four seniors was like the starting lineup and the rotation was, I think we had one junior in there and the rest of them were seniors. And some of the seniors over there were like 25 years old, 26 years old, um, just based on like how the school, how the school is um, and how the coach recruited. Uh, so it, it taught me a lot. And like, just to be like the point guard, you always have like somewhat of a leadership role. So it was it was definitely a huge adjustment, but it, it definitely helped me like to, you know, confidence wise and just just to be like be be able to be comfortable in, in, in situations that, you know, I probably wouldn't have been comfortable uh, in if I didn't, you know, experience that um, because we played in some uh, wars for sure. It was like, you know, uh, money time, like at the end of the games you know, you learn a lot from those experiences. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why it's now a stat in the NBA, you know, they call it clutch time and how guys perform in that, you know, whatever it is, I can't remember the exact stat, but I mean, it, it's, it's true because that's, you know, when you win and lose ball games, really, but yeah. clearly you, you transitioned great to the next school that you went to in Gettysburg college. And I think that that time at Salisbury, I'm sure really helped you set yourself up for success at Gettysburg. What went in your decision to wanting to transfer and, and why did you decide on Gettysburg? So my coach at Salisbury, Coach Sachs, he uh, he ended uh, his his uh, relationship with Salisbury ended. Um, so 
that next season, a lot of players uh, like left the team and 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 switched off the team. So uh, I was like like most of them, like Coach Sachs brought 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 us there. And when the the school went a different way, um, we we you know I decided to uh, to try to try a different uh, option. And I had known uh, Coach Dunn at at Gettysburg. Uh, he he was uh, just starting the program, and it was like great school. Um, and, and, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of players there. So it was like a completely different option or different experience than I had at Salisbury, like where it was like one of the best teams in the, in the, in the area to like a team that was completely rebuilding. So, so when I went to Gettysburg, like the year before, I think they were like four and 21 or something like they were really, really struggling. Um, so yeah, it was a completely different situation. And, um, you know, I just tried to come in and like, remember all the stuff that I learned from being in, you know, that program and try to try to help implement it into, uh, into that system that they had over there as, as much as I could with, with still, you know, I mean, coach Dunn did it and has done an incredible job rebuilding that program. Um, but yeah, I just tried to be part of that that rebuild and, and help however I could and just, you know, work hard every day and, and show up and try to get better. Well, I got to say, you've really been exposed to both ends of the spectrum. You know, like you said, nationally ranked team, a rebuild team. What does that kind of teach you as a player to, you know, I guess maybe embrace new opportunities or new situations everywhere you go? I'm sure it kind of gives you maybe a little bit more of an open mind to new situations you go into, right? Um, it, it was, it was good. Like being in a position where I was kind of, uh, where I was a role player, like fitting a role for a, for a good team. And then I also went somewhere where I had to kind of be like, the ball was going to be in my hands for, you know, 37 minutes of the game. Like, you know, I had to, I had to create, I had to score the ball. I had to, you know, create the, create the offense versus like at Salisbury where I was just setting the offense. So it kind of has given me two different roles, which, which I think, you know, is, it's important for, for a player to, to be able to fit, you know, into whatever the team needs for them. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is a vital thing for all players to be able to do, you know, be able to be open to any sort of opportunity and any role that you might be given in, in any sort of situation. But I have to hear about this, this jump from D3 to the pros, because that, in my opinion, is one of the hardest things to you to do. And you've done it. So how did that kind of come about for you? I mean, how did you get in front of pro scouts? And did you ever feel that you were maybe underlooked because you're coming from a smaller school? Yeah, so it was a it was a process. Like it still is a process, like with the professional basketball over here. It's um basically the first first things first is I only played so I had an extra season for for uh college, but the corona it was the Corona year and they canceled the season. So when they canceled the season, um, I knew like I had a Israeli passport, uh, because my, my family is originally from here. Um, so I, 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 I kind of always knew about like the, the professional game over here. And basically I, I came over here, I signed to a first division team. Um, and they, they, basically loaned me to a third division team my first year. And it was like, 
the end of the season that they loaned they loaned me. Basically, I was just practicing with them that whole year, not even really practicing, just chilling on the sideline, bro. Like they they gave me a nice apartment. Like they it, it was it was a team called Hapoel Haifa, and I have so much uh, love and so much respect for them because they really took me in, like you know, kept me kept me good, like made sure I got my uh, got my money from the government. They gave me a, a nice check, like. They they did they, they took care of me and, and for that like I'm forever grateful. Um, but then eventually they lo- loaned me away to a, a third division team at the end of the year and I had a couple big games. There's where you know my time at Gettysburg really like I would say helped me because I had to score the ball like I had to get noticed. Um, it was not a good third division team that I was on. Not the best third like not good at all actually. I got to be honest like we were like the lowest seed so. Basically, I just went out and, like, I had a couple big games, like 30. I think I ended the season, like, 37 and then, like, a 40-point game. But after that, I, I, I ended up next year getting a, a, a contract with a team called Kiryat Atta, who was uh, the second who was a second division team at the time. And uh, that's where I played last season. And halfway through the season, I moved to another team. Uh, called Male Adumim, which was actually in the West Bank. And that was good. Like, I got more playing time over there. Kiriyatata ended up winning the division, though, and, and moving to first league. Um, in Male, we, when I, when they signed me, they were, I think, one and seven. Um, and we finished the season. We, we, we won a few games. We, we did better than one and seven. Like, if you're the lowest team, you move – the lowest, I think, three teams, you move down in Israel. The top one or two, depending on the season, move up a league. So um, basically that they uh, – Malé moved – Malé did not move down that year, but when they signed me, like, their goal was, like, stay in the league. Like, they were last place at the time. So I just helped them, like, win a couple games. And it was a, it was a great experience. I, I liked my time there, but – Right now, I'm in a team called Renana, whose like aspiration is to move up, and it's definitely a a great, a, a much better situation for me. So I'm I'm blessed to to be here. Well, I have to ask just what this the adjustment has been like for you overall, just living overseas. You know, again, not being you know home really, right? I mean, what's the adjustment been like? Obviously, on the court, yeah. but then also off the court. Well, I definitely got to say the off the court, man, so much harder than on the court. Like on the court at the end of the day, it's just basketball. Like, you know, you show up, you work hard, you, you know, you try to make shots, you try to make the right decision, like do what the, you know, do what, do what you do. Like it's, you know, the same, the same thing, like uh, the off the court though, like, you know, you're not with, you're not really, I don't really see my family. Like I don't really see any of my friends, like. I'm lucky as to where I have a a lot of Americans on my team. Like, I think it's a six or seven out of like 12 guys. Um, But, you know, I mean, sometimes like, sometimes it's tough. Like in Malayadamim, no one spoke. uh, I mean, on the basketball team, everyone, everyone speaks English. But outside of the basketball team, like in the city, nobody spoke English. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, uh, you know, de- definitely mentally it's tough. Um, you got to like find ways to keep yourself busy. 
um, find ways to pass the time that's like pro proactive and because you know you got one practice a day and the rest is just free time so it depends how you how you spend your free time I think well what have you been able to kind of you know maybe some new things that you found in your free time that you've been able to do um yeah so like I do like a wide variety a wide I try to do a wide variety of things like I'm actually taking classes online uh to finish like my college degree um I just I enjoy going for walks go for like a lot of walks I've been been doing that um go to the beach out here I mean it's nice that's the one thing about about it that I really like is like the weather is it, it's warm the whole year, which you know is is I know it's probably cold as hell back home. But oh yeah, it's yeah, cold. Yeah, it is cold. Yep, that's definitely that's definitely like one of the biggest perks is just kind of being able to be outside and go for hikes, go for walks, just just try to stay outside, stay active. There's like a little bakery um, down the street that I go to like every day and I'm cool with the people there and, and you just teach me how to actually make bread. So I've been, been making my own bread. So maybe I give me a, give me a feature at some point. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Hey, if you make the bread, I'll find the ingredients. Um, sandwich and we can do a little, Saturday. Yeah, man. We could do a little sandwich <laughs> Saturday collab. I would love that, my friend. I would love that. Well, I, I think yes, that it's, it's, sir. it's, it's impressive that. Israel. Absolutely, man. Yeah. A little international flavor. Of course. I would love that. I would love that. Um, but I think it's, it's so the impressive falafel. that you, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, again, what has that been like, like getting adjusted to like eating different cuisine and stuff? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of falafel. Like I don't really, I never get it. Um, I, I usually just stick with like the basics like hamburgers like they got they got actually surprisingly like really good hamburgers out here um they got like wok which is like asian like noodles and stuff um but yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm not gonna say i'm a basic eater but like i i don't really go for the mediterranean food so much to be honest i'm I'm a bad jew <laughs> hey, you know what? To each his own, man. I mean, I, I think you know you're used to hamburgers. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm, and like you said, if you found a good hamburger spot overseas, then then it sounds like oh, you've yeah. got it made. Yeah, no, they they got they got they love their they call them boogers in uh in uh, Israel. But uh, yeah, okay, they got they got some good spots for sure. They got good buns, sesame seeds, all that anger oh, beef. Man. Nice. Oh man. Well, I'm hungry now. I'm hungry now. Oh my goodness. That sounds delicious. (laughs) That sounds great. Well, listen, man, I, I've, I've really enjoyed having you on the show. And and before I let you get out of here, um, I've got to hear from you and I leave all my guests with this question and I want to hear from you you because I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer on this one. When did you kind of have this realization or, you know, an epiphany, if you will, as to when you knew that you could play basketball professionally and it, it really dawned on you and you said, I can do this. This is not, you know, out of the realm of possibility. When did that moment occur for you? Um, I mean, growing up, like everyone's, everyone's goal is like to make the NBA, you know? So I like, I knew it was very far fetched, but I always like had that, had that dream. 
And like, I always knew, like, I always kind of knew like that, that since I had this passport, like I could always kind of go over here and, and play. Um, but I would really say like when I was at Gettysburg, um, my coach, coach Dunn, he's actually, he's Jewish and he, he had a lot of connections, uh, in Israel. So he kind of told me, he was like, yeah, like if you're, you know, good, like work hard, like you can, you can actually make a career, like you can make a career doing this. Like there's a lot of guys, that, you know, like, there's guys from the division three level that do it like all the time. Um, and yeah, so he really helped me. And, um, that I would say when I was at Gettysburg, like 2018 or 2019, that's probably when it really clicked in my head, like, boom, like you can go do this like after and, you know, I'm not saying like, I'm not, you know, living great, you know, but I'm making enough money as to where like, I can live. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm doing what I love doing. So it's such a blessing. And like, I mean, I love, I love every day of it. Like I love the process, which is, I think the most important thing, you know, everyone's going to, you know, love when you got fans, you know, screaming, like you're winning games, like, but, but each and every day I go to practice, I get to play, like, you know, doing all, doing all the extra, the, the extra stuff kind of sucks, like foam rolling, like, you know, lifting weights, but just playing is, it, it makes it all worth it. You know, just getting to, getting to hoop. Yeah. What would be your message to a division three basketball player if they wanted to play professionally? How would, what would, what would be your message to them? I would, I would really just say, keep working hard every day and just take it, take it one step at a time, you know, be where your feet are. Uh, that's the, that's the big thing. Like that, that for me over here in college, in high school, wherever you are, just be where your feet are and focus on being the best you that you can be being, being the best every day and just trying to trying to day by day. Well, my friend, it's, it's great advice to, to live by. And you have definitely made one heck of a career out of it. And I know that it's nowhere near from being done. Really appreciate your time and excited for you to tune into uh, some more Sandwich Saturdays as well. Thanks for so much for coming by yes, today. Yes, sir. My man, thank you so much for having me, bro. And there he goes, Alex Leader. another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase, and on TikTok at Ride in the Pine all lowercase. For all the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 275 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews. And again, folks, like I mentioned, we're going to go all basketball from here on out on the show so basketball guests only i'm sorry for those who love the football content and love the baseball content and all the other athletes that we have and all the other coaches from all the other sports that join the program but i think it's going to be a move that is going to better serve not only the show but also everybody out there that loves this podcast just as much if not more than i do but i actually don't know if there's anyone that loves this show more than i do anyways folks thanks so much for joining me here today and until next time on riding the pine keep on sitting the bench with me